Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay, where we look at world soccer every week. And my goodness, we've got a lot going on. And today was especially interesting because in Zurich, Switzerland, they had a play-in qualification for World Cup. In other words, with these groups that I'm going to tell you about right now, whoever comes out out of these groups will go to the big dance in Qatar in 2022. That's right. We're getting down to the uh, nitty-gritty, you might say, for World Cup competition. So let's take a look at these groups and see what we got. Group A today was drawn Portugal, Serbia, Ireland, Luxembourg, and Azerbaijan. Well, I'm thinking right now Portugal and Serbia without a doubt. Uh, Ireland is uh, getting there, but they still have not gotten the consistency that they need in order to uh, make something, uh, make a splash on the world scene. So Portugal and Serbia coming out of Group A. Group B has got Spain, Sweden, Greece, Georgia, and Kosovo. Well, the Kosovoians are playing pretty good soccer, but it's not um, not a good level. Greece, well, they played some uh, really good uh, soccer games in the uh, Euros, and uh, they're looking to move on in the Euros. But, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, Spain and Sweden are pretty good. It could come down to Spain winning the group, but Sweden and Greece may uh, go at it each other and see, uh, see who flips a coin to come out of that one. But I like Sweden because of uh, Ibrahimovic. So Spain and Sweden coming out of Group B. Group C, you got Italy, Switzerland, Northern Ireland, Bulgaria, and Lithuania. Northern Ireland, they were darlings the last couple of years in uh, Euro competition, but on the World Cup competition, I don't know. Italy and Switzerland looking good in the Euros. Italy is looking really, really good. So look for Italy and Switzerland to come out of Group C. Group D, this is an interesting group. France, Ukraine, Finland, Bosnia-Herzegovina, and Kazakhstan. Now, France obviously is going to look really, really good because they've got Mbappe and all the other guys that are going to help them probably win that group. Now you've got Ukraine. Ukraine has not shown me a lot of consistency, especially in the Euros, so I'm kind of worried about them maybe getting out of Group D. Finland has got a great chance to get out of this group and go to the World Cup for the first time in I don't know how many years. Finland, you'll remember, beat France in Euro competition. So are the Finns for real? We're going to find out. Group D, France, Ukraine, Finland. I like uh, France and Finland coming out of Group D. Group E, Belgium, number one in the world. Wales, Czech Republic, Belarus, and Estonia. The Belarusians, kind of inconsistent. Czech Republic, they play beautiful football. They play really good football. Wales, Wales has got Gareth Bale, but you know what? Wales doesn't have anybody else really to back him up. So I'm kind of worried about Wales coming out of the group. I like Belgium and the Czech Republic coming out of Group E. Group F. This is an interesting group for sure. Denmark, Austria, Scotland, Israel, Faroe Islands, and Moldova. Now you'll notice there are a couple of other uh, teams in this group. From Group F through Group uh, J, you're going to have an extra uh, team because of the way that the uh, competition broke down earlier. So Denmark is going to win this group. And I'll tell you what, the Danes have been playing some good football. Danes are very aggressive, and they're also putting in a lot of uh, creativity in their uh, in their football. So I think Denmark's going to win Group F, and they'll definitely go to the World Cup. Austria and Scotland. Now, this is an interesting situation. The Scots, you remember, went on that five-game winning streak during the Euro competition to get themselves to the Euros. Okay, can they keep that up? Can they keep that momentum going? They've got a great coach. And I think that uh, they've got a, a chance. However, they're going to have to bring their A game when they play Austria. Austria is a dangerous team. Austria has got good uh, personnel, and they've got a great um, uh, balance in the way that they move the ball. So, uh, wow, this is going to be a tough group to call. But I like Denmark and Scotland 
uh, coming out of Group F. And the reason, I, of course, I'm taking Scotland is because of my heritage. So uh, Denmark and Scotland coming out of Group F. Group G, Netherlands, Turkey, Norway, Montenegro, Latvia, and Gibraltar. Okay, Netherlands definitely coming out of Group G. They'll go to the World Cup. It'll be the first time in a couple of uh, World Cups that they'll be there. Uh, I'm not real sure about how far they'll go, but the Netherlands is a eh, pretty good team so far. Now, Turkey and Norway. Turkey, inconsistent. Norway, of course, they've got Erling Holland, and that may be the one guy that can carry them into getting out of this group. Montenegro, a good team, but still young, still developing. Latvia, have, okay, they're, they're there. Um, but I, I don't think Latvia's got enough uh, personnel to get on the uh, same level as, say, the Netherlands. So I'm thinking Netherlands and Norway coming out of Group G. The Turks, the Turks are going to have to bring their A game and stop the fouls and uh, just play really, really good football in order to get out of this group. But I don't see it happening. Netherlands, Norway, Group G. Group H, Croatia, Slovakia, Russia, Slovenia, Cyprus, and Malta. Okay, well, let's look at Croatia. Croatia, of course, went to the finals of the World Cup here a while back. So, uh, yeah, I like them taking the group. Now, Slovakia and Russia. Uh, Russia has not shown me a whole lot as far as creativity, as far as consistency. Uh, the Russians are just not playing good football right now. They're kind of playing mediocre football. Slovakia, iffy, iffy, iffy. So it could come down to Slovakia and Slovenia. Which, I mean, to tell you what, that would be an amazing situation because Slovakia hadn't been to the uh, World Cup since they became a separate country. And Slovenia has never been to the World Cup because they were a part of Russia for so many years. So Croatia is going to win the group, but boy, you're going to have a heck of a celebration between either Slovakia or Slovenia uh, coming out of the group. Now, the Russians could pick up their game and you know, you know uh, get second in this group and come out. So we will see what happens. But if Russia does not come out of the group, that would be major news indeed. Group I, boy, here's a group for you. England, Poland, Hungary, Albania, Andorra, and San Marino. Don't count the Albanians out. Albania is a tough team. They are good soccer talent. Uh, several of the Albanian players have moved to Switzerland and have helped that team tremendously. Albania is a good soccer country. However, I don't think they're up to the level of uh, world football at this point. The Hungarians, inconsistent, unfortunately. But England and Poland, boy, they are two tough teams, and they're very, very good. England and Poland coming out of Group I for sure. I like England winning the group. Group J, Germany, Romania, Iceland, North Macedonia, Armenia, and Liechtenstein. Germany for sure. But uh, Joachim Lowe is going to have to get uh, those players uh, more on the same page because uh, we've seen some real inconsistency in the Euros with the Germans. So uh, look for Germany to take the group. Romania, I'm not sure. Iceland may understand that it's uh, time to, you know, uh, take the money and uh, get to the group. So Iceland may make a good showing. North Macedonia, of course, got into the Euros in the next round. Uh, don't count the Macedonians out, but I like Germany and Iceland in Group J. So that's a look at the um, qualifying groups to get to the European side of World Cup uh, for Qatar 2022. Uh, I like these groups. We'll go over them again in a couple of weeks. Uh, now, the match days for these games are, are going to start in March. You're going to have three sets of dates at the end of March, then three sets of dates in the beginning of September, then two sets of dates in the middle of October, two sets of dates in the middle of November. 
any playoffs that need to be done or any taken care of will be in 24th through 29th of March 2022. Then the World Cup, obviously, is from the 21st of November to the 18th of December 2022. So we will keep you uh, posted and apprised of all the situations that go on with these teams. And uh, it should be an interesting competition to figure out who goes from Europe to Qatar 2022. All right. uh, Speaking of World Cup, USA El Salvador this coming Wednesday. They're going to play in Fort Lauderdale. It'll be at the Inner Miami Stadium down there between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. Uh, The game will be on the network ESPN News. That's correct. Not Fox Sports 1 or ESPN 2 or anything like that. ESPN News will be carrying the game 7.30 Eastern time, again, from uh, the Inter-Miami Stadium down there in South Florida. U.S. team, of course, uh, their last game was a 6-2 win over Panama in Austria. Uh, What I liked about that game was the way the ball was moved through the midfield with confidence and the passing was accurate. Let's see if we can keep that up. The Salvadorans do not uh, possess the, uh, the the intense level that the Panamanians had. The Panamanians have creativity. The El Salvadorans kind of lack that. I see the United States winning this game, but they need to make it a win where it's a comfortable win. Uh, don't make it any more difficult than what it is. So that's USA El Salvador this Wednesday, Inter-Miami Stadium, 7.30 Eastern Time, ESPN News. Going across the pond now, and let's take a look at Europe. We had some interesting uh, action this past week in the Champions League. Real Madrid got shut out in Ukraine. Yeah, I know. This this kind of got everybody's mind, kind of boggled everybody, and they just shook their heads and scratched their heads and said, what's going on? Uh, Real Madrid shut out 2-0 by Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, Shakhtar's a good team, but not at the level of a, to beat a Real Madrid. So I don't know what the situation was. Maybe it was the weather. Maybe it was the travel. It could have been anything. So uh, Real Madrid did not have a good game Tuesday in Donetsk, uh, Ukraine. Now, on Wednesday, it was Sevilla being shut out at home by Chelsea. And it was Olivier Giroud for Sevilla nothing. Right. Giroud got all four goals for Chelsea. An amazing display of football. Giroud was everywhere. He was like he was possessed. Sevilla defense had no answer for him. Chelsea 4, Sevilla nothing, Champions League action last Wednesday. Also, PSG went into Man U and showed why PSG is a respected team in the world. PSG 3, Man U 1, a completely uh, dominating effort. Neymar with two goals in that game. Then on Thursday, there was an interesting uh, result in the Europa League competition. You know, the Foxes of Leicester City are doing pretty good in the EPL. They're up in the top five. And uh, they came away with a one nothing loss over there in, um, in Ukraine against Zora. Uh, now, they lost 1-0, but here's the interesting statistic. Zoria was 7-1 to against Leicester City in corner kicks. What that tells me is that they had no problem getting behind that back line and getting down into the uh, offensive zone of Leicester City. So the Foxes uh, maybe came away and learned a lesson in that game. Uh, Also on that day, uh, you had AC Milan. They were home to Celtic. I watched this game, and this was an interesting situation because Celtic went out to a 2-0 lead after about the uh, 15th minute. And I thought to myself, no, wait a minute. AC Milan's on top of Serie A, and here's Celtic number two in the Scottish League, and they're already on top 2-0 and dominating the game. Well, uh, AC Milan made some changes at halftime, brought in a couple of substitutions, and guess what? Final score was 4-2. Ibrahimovic did not play in the game. 
but uh, AC Milan was able to notch four goals in that second half. Uh, other Europa League action on Thursday that was of note, Tottenham was at home, and they ho- uh, hosted LSK Linz out of Austria. That was a 3-3 draw. Roma was home to Young Boys. Now, they're top uh, in the uh, Swiss League, and that Swiss League is a tough league. There's some good competition in there. Uh, Young Boys plays out of Bern, Switzerland. Roma was at the Olympic Stadium in Rome. They feel very comfortable there and play like it. Roma 3, Young Boys 1. Arsenal 4, Rapid Wien 1. That was Arsenal at home. And Rangers from the Scottish League uh, holding on at home. Standard Lege came in from Belgium. Uh, that was a 3-2 to two win for Rangers. It kind of got into a scoring fest there for a little bit, but the Rangers were able to hold on there at home. Champions League action coming up on Tuesday. You've got Barcelona hosting Juventus. Boy, you don't think a few people will be watching that game, huh? And then Leipzig is going to host Man U, which will be an interesting matchup. Those are uh, games will start at 3 o'clock Eastern time, 2 o'clock uh, Central. And, of course, they'll be on the uh, TUDN, Univision, uh, Galavision, and Unimas uh, networks. So you can catch those games there. Then on Wednesday, Marseille uh, is going to play at Man City. Uh, that will be an interesting game for sure because Marseille comes out of the French League. Man City is in having its ups and downs in the Champions League. So Pep Guardiola is going to have to get his guys ready for that game. On Thursday, some uh, Europa League games of note. Um, Lille will be traveling to Celtic Park to play Celtic up there in Glasgow. Lille from the French League. They're in second place. Rangers is going to be on the road. They're going to be going to Lech Poznan over there in Poland. Uh, Rangers, of course, top of the Scottish League. And then Leicester City is going to be uh, on uh, at home as well in Europa League action. So we'll see how that turns out. Okay, now moving on to the playoffs, as far as uh, leagues are concerned, MLS has got uh, their final coming up this Saturday. Uh, Right now, Columbus is the only one determined who's going to be from the east. Uh, The west will be settled here in in a couple of days. Uh, Minnesota is going to play Seattle for the Western uh, Championship, and then it will be the winner of that game against Columbus. So we'll see how that turns out. MLS has had a good season, some great competition there. Mexico League has been really interesting, to say the least. Leon and Guadalajara went into the semifinals, and Leon came out with a 2-1 to aggregate win over Chivas. Um, and that was on Wednesday, and then, um, or rather on Saturday was the second game of that two-game competition. And then um, the other uh, competition was Cruz Azul and Pumas. Now, Cruz Azul won the first game of the competition 4-0, so they had a 4-0 aggregate going into Pumas, which plays in the Olympic Stadium down there in Mexico City. <laughs> Pumas gets them in their home game, and they win 4 to nothing. So because of the tie, Pumas moves into the finals because they were higher in the standings than Cruz Azul. If Cruz Azul had just gotten one goal in that second game, they could have gone to the finals, but they were not able to. Pumas held on. It was a crazy two-game uh, two set because you had eight goals total scored by the two different teams. So uh, Pumas moves on to play Leon. This will be an interesting matchup. Of course, Nacho Ambaris is the coach of Leon. He has done a great job with this team. They've been in first place since about day one of the Mexico League, and they have been playing some unbelievable football. Pumas is coached by Andres Lugini, who's a very competent and smart guy. We'll just see how this all plays out. These are two excellent teams, and – this competition should be very good indeed. Pumas and Leon going at each other in the finals of the Mexico League. Okay, let's look at EPL. 
Uh, Tottenham Hotspur still on top of the EPL at 24 points, and Liverpool's right on their heels at 24 points as well. Chelsea 22 and Leicester City at 21, Man U at 19, but Man City's right behind them at 18 points. And yes, this coming Saturday, the 12th, we have Man U hosting Man City, the Manchester Derby, and that's going to be at 12.30 Eastern time on NBC. You don't want to miss that one because these two teams, when they usually play, one's usually separated from the other. Not this time. You've got them in the top 10 in the EPL, and this game actually means something, and there's a lot of importance to it. So Man U uh, is going to host Man City, and that's going to be at Old Trafford. What an atmosphere. 12.30 Eastern time on NBC this Saturday. Don't miss the Manchester Derby. Oh, and by the way, uh, if you want to talk to somebody in Manchester on Saturday, forget about it because the whole city will be shut down during that competition. Okay, over in Scotland, uh, Rangers leading the uh, Scottish League impressively, 44 to 31 points over Celtic. Celtic, unfortunately, had a small setback during uh, the week in league action. They tied St. Johnstone 1-1. That was at Celtic Park. St. Johnstone packing in the defense to uh, eke out that point on the road. In the French League, uh, PSG continues on top, 28 points. Lille at 26, Lyon at 24 Lyon went 4-0-1 last five games, while Marseille, at 24 points as well, has gone 5-0 in their last five games. Marseille has been doing very well recently. Monaco right there at, uh, at sixth plate with 23. Then Montpellier, 23. Angers, Lens, Rennes, and then Bordeaux is in 10th place. They are at 19 points in the French League. Okay, looking at the Bundesliga, boy, we've got some teams that are really playing some outstanding football there. Bayern Munich 3-0-2 in their last five games at 23 points. Leverkusen is in second place. They have been playing some amazing football. They're 4-0-1 in their last five games. Then RB Leipzig at 2-1-2. Uh, They're in the fourth place, in the third place, rather. Then fourth place is Dortmund uh, with Lucien Favre. Uh, he's got them at two, one and two for the past five games. Now Dortmund obviously having some problems here by keeping up with the teams up top, but I don't have a problem because Lucien Favre knows the uh, talent he's got on that team with Hugh Reyna and, uh, Erling Holland. And so, uh, I think with, uh, with what he's got, uh, this team will turn around. They just hit a little hiccup in the road right now. It shouldn't be a problem. Wolfsburg, though, is right behind Dortmund. Wolfsburg, of all teams, because they usually hang in the middle of the table, they were 3-0-2 in their past five games. Union Berlin, which lost the Hertha Berlin uh, Derby uh, this past week, uh, but they're at 16 points. Then Mochen Gladbach at 16. Stuttgart at 14. Eintracht Frankfurt had five ties over their past five games, so they're at 13 points. And then Augsburg. Is at 12 points. Looking at La Liga down there in Spain, Diogo Simeone has got Atletico Madrid up there on top at 26 points. They're undefeated along with Real Sociedad in their last five games. It's a dogfight between Atletico Madrid and Real Sociedad. Real Sociedad at 25 points and Villarreal at 21, Real Madrid at 20, and Cadiz still continues to be in the top five of the La Liga, which is just absolutely amazing. Uh, they're at 18 points, Sevilla at 16 points. And uh, it's looking real good. Now, Cadiz beat Barcelona this past week uh, on Saturday the 5th, 2-1 uh, to one at Cadiz. Uh, Cadiz outshot, uh, or rather Barcelona outshot Cadiz 20-7 to seven in that game. Uh, Barcelona had 13 uh, corners to Cadiz's 5. And possession, you're not going to believe this statistic, Barcelona 83% possession, 
during the game, but still lost the game two to one. Cadiz, a great team. They are just playing really, really hustle soccer, and they are uh, giving their fans everything they can imagine and, and even more. And this is their first year up in La Liga. Boy, congratulations to those guys. Serie A over there in Italy. Well, AC Milan, 26 points. Of course, they beat Celtic, as I told you, 4-2 in Glasgow this past week in Europa League competition. Uh, AC Milan playing some good football. And uh, Ibrahimovic is it's there, but he's not really the part of the situation. It's just an overall team effort, and they're playing very well. Inter Milan right behind AC Milan at 21 points, but that's a five-point gap. And I don't think the Inter people are very happy with that. They want uh, Inter, of course, right up there at top. So we'll just see how it plays out. Uh, the not. not Napoli at 20 points, Juventus at 20 as well. Then Sassuolo continues to play great football in the Italian league. They're at 19 points. Roma at 18. Now, uh, Weston McKinney, the United States phenom who plays for Juventus, scored his first goal. It was a beautiful goal, too. Uh, Juventus was playing Torino in what they call the Torino Derby because Juventus and Torino obviously play in the same city. Uh, Weston McKinney scored in the 77th minute. Uh, in that game, Juventus had 13 corners to Torino's one. They, you might That might be why they won the game, because uh, obviously Juventus had no problem getting into the Torino zone, but Torino uh, was bending and not breaking for a long time. Again, Juventus won that game 2-1. to one. Weston McKinney with a goal in the 77th minute. You'll be seeing him probably against El Salvador this coming Wednesday. Uh, I understand also Seguinho Desk and Christian Plisic will also probably be there for the United States team in Miami this coming uh, Wednesday when the USA plays El Salvador. Remember that 7.30 Eastern time on ESPN News. That's going to do it for um, Kicks and Dribbles for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget, we're going to keep you uh, up to date on these groups that are going to be in the European uh, qualification uh, round to be uh, drawn or to be a play into the uh, World Cup final groups uh, when they come up for Cutter. Very good. Uh, Kicks and Dribbles is produced by uh, Lauren McClay. Uh, John Dang handles our sound. DC McClay is in our ideas apartment. I'm Dan McClay. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, let's keep washing our hands and keep wearing those masks so that we can get this uh, pandemic uh, out of our memories. Um, the vaccines apparently are on the way, so that's good news too. Let's get some fans back in the stadium, okay? Very good. And whatever you do, please don't have your life get too many yellow cards.